Welcome, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Couples Develop podcast. As always, I'm happy to be here. Um, my name is Bridget, and I'm a marriage and family therapy graduate student here also with my boyfriend, Justin, who's a and we are so excited to have you all joining us um, to talk about personal and development. Yes. Hello, everybody. Yes, yes. And happy today's Sunday for us, but happy whatever day of the week it is for everyone else. Memorial listening. Day weekend. Um, to- yes, yes. So an extra we, weekend. We're no so weekends off. Weekend. We're f- pedal to the metal. <laughs> we're always creating content here. Sunday, Monday, Justin always says 2 a.m., 2 p.m. It don't matter because couples develop what's important. <laughs> It don't matter. Development can always take place regardless of the day or time. Well said. Today, um, we thought we'd talk a little bit about long distance relationships and kind of talk about um, how that relates to personal and couple development. And we found, um, to kind of start us off, uh, we found an article on um, a website called markmanson.net. And I thought that um, some of the things we're talking about here kind of highlighted in his article that I thought was uh, just a good summary of some things to consider with long distance relationships. Um, And Justin, do you have anything to add, first of all, just in regard to this topic in general? Well, I mean, what initially comes to mind is this is how we first started dating. Uh, Yeah. Bridget was in, we were in two separate states, uh, probably six hours apart, and probably uh, dated long distance for about a year, uh, given that Bridget was still in school, and and where I worked, it was just a six-hour difference, and so um, Mm -hmm. I guess the article resonated with me, given how we started our relationship, and so yeah, I mean, I never have thought about it from a marriage and family therapy standpoint, like like you do, Bridget. So I am just excited to hear your thoughts today uh, through this as well. Yeah, I um, I totally agree. I think like you know, being in marriage and family therapy for school, I um, in class we'd always call them LDRs. So that's like immediately the acronym that comes to my mind. And I remember one class I took it specifically. And like the one thing I remember was my professor said, it's got to have an end date. You always have to make sure that it has an end date. It's planned and you like make actions to achieve that, which I just thought was a really interesting um, point. And I thought, you know, that was in a class I had been taking before I'd met Justin and before we were dating. Um, but the comment really resonated with me because I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that's a good idea to end the distance. That sounds like a good way to keep your relationship going. And then when we entered into an LDR, long distance relationship, it was really interesting to see some of the things that I had learned from uh, from my classes and from a marriage and family therapy standpoint kind of play out in our own relationship. Um yeah. And so I definitely think the article resonated with me because I thought it pointed out a lot of pieces that I think Justin and I never really talked about, but kind of incorporated, I guess. And and it worked for us. So, well, Woo-hoo. I know. I mean, just in case anyone in the future is ever listening to this, that, you know, generally what we talk about here is really unplanned we don't really talk in advance about here's everything i'll say and everything bridget will say but uh so in saying that bridget i think this is the first time i'm telling you this that i 
personally felt relieved that our relationship started as long distance because I've been mm-hmm. up until dating you was perpetually single pretty much by choice and dating long distance gave me the um, ability to just feel okay like I'm gonna see her and like naturally six hours away we can control over okay we'll be able to FaceTime and ever but then that way it can mentally have me be like okay that I can yes I like her I'm gonna keep dating her that that it's not that if we were neighbors or something like that every day I would be like do I go over by your house do I not that I would be perpetually overthinking Mm -hmm. it that in my opinion at least for myself uh, starting dating you long term was the best thing that or the best scenario I could have ever asked for so thank you for at first living six hours away at first (laughs) oh anytime anytime (laughs) no I um that's yeah that's funny you said that because I think um initially too I feel like um us doing long distance I was also doing uh long distance with my family um so I had been going to school out of the state that I grew up in and um so I had already been doing long distance with them so I knew I kind of noticed I was sort of used to it in a way and so when I first met Justin I was kind of I guess it didn't I think for some people long distance relationships can kind of be scary like the thought of you know oh we're living so far apart is this gonna work yada 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 and given of course doing long distance with a significant other and um, you know someone who in, in a new relationship in general of course is always different than like the long distance I've been doing with my family for about four years at that point um, but in general, I mean, it, it, I think that it's all about intentionality in good relationships. And, you know, as long as you have that uh, distance and anything else can't, um, can't ruin it for you. It's all about intentionality and communication. And I definitely agree with Justin that I felt like it, it made things a lot more intentional and, you know, really allowed us to, okay, you know, uh, Monday through Friday, where, you know, going to school, going, going to work, doing our responsibilities, and then kind of building that anticipation of when we did see each other on the weekends, or even just like FaceTiming during the week, or, you know, sometimes we'd have more like planned kind of FaceTime dates. Um, so always like looking forward to that time that, okay, you know, this whole week, I've been working hard doing my thing. And then this specific time is intentional for us to be together. And like, our time was always limited. So I always felt like Justin and I were both went into our dates and our time together um really intentional like okay this is like the only few hours I'm gonna see you for the next week or couple weeks and so like making the most of it kind of so that is what I would kind of say overall um with long distance relationships like like anything they can work and they don't have to be scary um and I am also grateful that we had that um, opportunity in our relationship. I think it definitely made us stronger. Um, so we kind of talked about it already. Um, you know, having something to look forward to as a couple is really important. Um, you know, and that can be really anything, you know, depending on your distance, that definitely can be like a trip to see each other during the weekend, um, if that's feasible, you know, every couple weeks or so. Um, but it can also be um, FaceTiming. It can also be um specific dates doing that kind of thing it can be you know ensuring that the long distance is going to end at some point and making steps to make that happen um 
And I think that having that time is really special and important so that um, you're able to make each other a priority. And I agree with Justin that when you live so close with someone, sometimes it can be kind of hard in the beginning of a relationship to think like, how much time should we hang out? What's normal? Like those kind of questions evidently come up. So with long distance, sometimes that kind of eliminates that question. Well, one thing I love about the article uh, that you're referring to, Bridget, I'm assuming it'll be in the show notes here. But the comment is that one thing is true about all relationship is that if they're not growing, then they're dying. And I, I know tying in with what you said about, okay, well, what's the end date or whatever that ultimately I hope for people that want to be in happy relationships that ultimately they are seeing each other for a purpose that ultimately they think that Mm -hmm. each person is one, they are having fun with them and that they're uh, enjoying each other's company and they're making each other better. Uh, But at some point, right. That reality also needs to be asked certain questions to make sure that, okay, is this actually possible? Where if if someone wants to um, be an actor and live in Hollywood but another person wants to live in New York uh, in their life, if that's their dream, that, you know, regardless of how well you guys get along or whatever, that uh, you're not going to be able to have everything that you want. And ultimately, you ultimately have to make the decision of, okay, is it worth compromising yourself of whether or not, okay, I'll move to New York Mm -hmm. or I'll move to LA or whatever. And that's just an example that, tying in the growth piece that in order to grow oftentimes you need to go through a little bit of pain and sometimes what I mean pain is that bringing up tough conversations and tough questions uh, is essential I think because I think the worst thing you can do is waste your time while dating if if, if you're Mm -hmm. just sitting there in the long-term relationship and you're thinking or not thinking like okay like is it ultimately moving forward or like for you, Bridget, right? We knew that generally there was an end date because you were graduating and you were going to be moving back home at a specific time. So for our mm-hmm. own situation, that was relatively easy. But other people in the same boat, you know, that it's not as clear cut if if there's not a certain time frame there. So I'm not saying right away in the second or third FaceTime date or whatever, so what's the end date here? But... at at some point at a relatively considerate time of knowing okay well we've been seeing each other for a a certain amount of time or whatever and I don't ever want to be the guy to say to borrow a friend's quote so where is this going ah where is this going (laughs) but my hunch is that if both of you are enjoying each other's company and you're a better version of yourselves and you have, and you think it could work. Being able to use your own judgment on that is, is really important because time's the most precious thing and let's not waste it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, like one thing you mentioned there, well, I liked everything you said, but one thing that really resonated with me is the whole idea of like not wanting to waste your time Um, Like, I feel like that in intentional relationships and, you know, couples who aren't uh, 
um, development and, you know, purpose and um, captivating all of those things in your life and in your relationships. I think that that whole piece of not wanting to waste your time is really important. And I would say, um, like Justin and I, I think we both kind of had that attitude toward dating when we met. I, of course, don't want to speak for you, Justin, but I will say I did, um, you know, thinking, okay, like I really want to m- ensure that um, this relationship is going to be intentional and this person is a good fit and we um you know have things in common and you know have similar life values and goals and things like that so I remember I think with distance and just having that attitude I think Justin and I talked about um some important topics relatively early um and I think that was partly just because of doing distance because we were both like okay you know this is distance this is gonna it's gonna take effort for us to you know keep our relationship going and fun and exciting um and, um, yeah, and like wanting to see if this is going to be a long-term thing and, you know, be an intentional relationship. And so I feel like that distance also allowed us to kind of bring up topics a little earlier than would be normal, just because both of us were, okay, this is going to take some effort on both of our parts. Is it worth it? Are we both on the same page? <laughs> I, I, what comes to mind, and this is, in my opinion, I find it funny. I think when people sit here like oh like how intentional we were in asking questions that people I, I have a feeling that's a little bit of an outlier thing that because uh, people don't want to think oh is that unromantic to, to do that and and we're not picturing like yeah. we dressed up in suits and dresses and uh picturing a um a court like where there is a judge hitting a, a hammer dun, 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 all rise that okay now we're going to ask these questions well participant number one please ask question that they want to significant other that it's a very we did it in a very fluid fun friendly way where we we're incorporating it to where it wasn't all of a sudden this big dramatic court appearance of having to ask these important questions so there's a way to do it in a fun and friendly way uh and it's not this formalized business structure where there's no fun or whatever in doing it i i just had to say that although it would, <laughs> that is very- although it would be fun to get a judge to to do that maybe th- i mean that would maybe that's how lawyers yeah. uh if two lawyers are dating each other maybe that's how they uh determine they're a fit for one another probably there's probably some sort of like it's it's a job opportunity for anyone looking to switch careers relationship judging he did not put down the toilet seat objection (laughs) unnecessary roughness penalty something like that but Justin is so right but yeah you definitely having fun in a relationship and getting to know someone is so important um and that that asking you know more important questions can be done and and just kind of the point of um you know having things like exactly what Justin's saying having the conversation be fluid and have things come up as they do but not holding back something you want to ask and that is important to you for fear of like awkwardness or oh it's too soon or you know things like that because yeah I think that having fun is still important and also having those conversations but yeah not that it has to be a whole um debate with a judge and everything like that but just that you're asking the questions you want to ask and not feeling worried that um 
it's going to be awkward or things like that. Cause I mean, it probably will be awkward, but it's less awkward than, you know, time down the line, having not said something you wished you would have. Well, yeah. And you know, there's an easy way to go about it too, is like, what's the common line? People always say, it's not you, it's me. Uh, but if you, <laughs> but if you lead a, a question, if you think you're at that point where you kind of want to make sure that you're not a leaf being drifted down a river uh, without any control where it's going, you can just say, Hey, uh, yeah. look, yeah. I just want to let you know, I, I really respect you and you're, time and value everything I know about you. Uh, so in saying that, I just wanted to make sure or just ask you a couple of questions that I, just to see everything I know about you right now is a fit. And I just was curious to hear your answers on a couple of these things, just because it's possible we are a great fit, but it's also possible we aren't. And I just, I like you enough to where I respect you. And I just want to make sure that we're moving together in the same direction. And if not, that's okay. I'd rather find out earlier rather than later. And I think most people would be really receptive of that and say, no, I would rather find out way at the end and waste years and years and <laughs> to find out. <laughs> so that's, I, I think there's a respectful way to do it toward the other person. Like, oh, no, I, I really appreciate you bringing that up. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. That is, that's good. Right there, Justin. Oh, just, well just that one. Forget everything else I said today. Well, everything else is good too, but I feel like you tied up that point very nicely. So I couldn't agree more. Um, I think we did that point justice. Um, another thing I thought was interesting that the article mentioned, and yes, as Justin said, this will be in the show notes for anyone to reference it and give proper credit. Um, but one of the points that was discussed was being slow to judge, which I mean, I think as people in general, I think that's a really important, um, piece. And I think that, you know, even between, um, like genders, um, it can, there can be some differences of opinion or how much of a concern this one is, but I'll say definitely, um, for me just in general, and for some of my other friends who are also females, <laughs> um, being slow to judge and remembering to do that in every relationship is super important. And I think that with distance, um, it can allow uncertainties to creep up even more because you're not seeing the person every day. And I, I wouldn't say that this was such an issue for um, mine and Justin's relationship. I think just as people, you know, everyone struggles with something, but I wouldn't say this came up too much for us, which I think was, which I'm really grateful for. And, you know, I think just that communication piece and us kind of, you know, having fun, asking questions, you know, knowing we were on the same page and had similar values and goals and things like that. But anyways, just to not, um, just to like take a moment, um, when something comes up in your relationship, if you're doing long distance and not assume, um, oh, like the, we, we missed our FaceTime date and he forgot about me and it's over and I don't matter and yada, yada, yada. Okay. Well, maybe, or maybe, um, you know, something truly came up and, you know, he, he was at work late or his Wi-Fi went out or like, you know, so many different things. And I just think that, you know, when you're not able to see someone every day, it's so easy to kind of make up these grand stories in your head without giving the other person, um, grace and just the best assumption possible which again not something that um I think came up too much for us with long distance but I can totally see how that could be 
a difficult piece for someone doing long distance. Okay, I have one tip for people who are uh, FaceTiming, since you mentioned the Skype and FaceTime thing, that if Mm -hmm. you have uh, technological parents that don't know anything about technology, uh, make sure that you are always the one doing the FaceTiming to your significant other. For example, um, I, I got my father an iPad several years ago, and he doesn't have a, for instance, he does not have a cell phone. He does not really understand technology at all. Okay. Um, so as a result, if, if I ever get a FaceTime uh, call, I set up the iPad under my iCloud ID. So I get the FaceTime call, but so does my father who lives uh, 45 minutes away from me. So I never really thought that was ever a big deal. Like, why would I care who he ever sees I talk with or whatever? Well, when I first started dating Bridget, uh, randomly one time we said we were going to talk at a certain hour and I was away from my phone and all of a sudden, you know, I get a call, a text from her. Hey, is somebody at your house? I was like, no, why? I live by myself. She's like, there was this old man that answered my FaceTime (laughs) request and asked me who I was. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was my dad. So, so going forward, uh, I've always been the one to initiate the FaceTime. But the takeaway is that at least she wasn't scared. I didn't scare her off from that. So um, I guess that would be FaceTiming gone wrong. So that was quite the introduction of Bridget meeting my dad. Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) And see, my the being slow to judge, my immediate assumption was I wasn't upset. I was just very confused. And so I was like, maybe he's like, you know, being funny. And this is like his way of like introducing me to his parents. I was like, that's like kind of different, but okay. And so again, with the slow to judge piece, because it was not that it was. FaceTiming gone wrong, but obviously is a very funny story and turned out okay. Whew, got by that one okay. Yeah, Whew, that, that, was, that was a good one. Um, the next thing, the article, and I'm curious to hear your take on this, Justin. Um, it said, and again, this was, um, I think I could classify Mark Manson and his site as a personal development um, blogger. Justin, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, he, so he's doing, he wrote this article from the standpoint of his, what's worked for his relationship, which I think is um, his relationships, which are, is great. And for us to comment on. And one of the points he said it worked for him was making communication optional, um, which I felt was interesting and I can totally see both sides. And so I think just that one for me, um, was super interesting to consider because again everyone's different and everyone's relationship is different and like from my standpoint I think it's helpful to um, you know not there it's not like there was ever like a okay on Tuesdays we figure out like when we're gonna talk every week or you know when we're gonna see each other next it was definitely kind of like okay I have this going on this weekend so um, you know I can't come to see you but maybe you could come to see me or maybe this doesn't work out for both of us but in two weekends it will and uh, you know Wednesday I have a meeting but Thursday I can talk and those kind of things I feel like it was very fluid for us um, but I think that like for me just knowing that I knew it was on both of our minds of like okay I care about you I want to let you know what's going on in my week and when we can see each other next um, was helpful for me and so 
again, I mean, I think that some people would be fine with, um, you know, not talking for a few days or a week or not really communicating that much about it. But again, just an interesting piece to talk about with your significant other on what the expectations are and, you know, what's helpful for you as far as communication. All rise. Expectations. We're going to meet once in every Thursday. Okay, well, not like that. Objection. Every Thursday. <laughs> exactly. That maybe that person really likes Thursdays. I I about the expectations thing. I I just like you know, just like how I think there's a couple different ways people can tie their shoes, or there's a couple different ways you can make fettuccino or chicken alfredo. Everyone has different sauces or whatever. That at the end of the day, with your relationship, you just have to find what works for both of you and communicate. Yeah. And if the person who doesn't like it or like what's being had, just to bring it up in a nice way, not in a, hey, what's up with this? Why are we doing this? This is stupid, girl. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly that. Yes, kindness is always key in everything. Okay, well, I think we did that topic justice. What do you think? Yeah, I guess I'll share just a couple of thoughts. My takeaways through the week um, in my own world uh, with, with my own business. It's For those of you who have vision boards, I really liked, I mean, I did this by accident, but in the vision board I created this year, I had a picture kind of of evolution and change. And it's one thing to say, oh, yeah, you know, we got to be flexible, got to be nimble, that the world's going to change. Well, uh, 2020, the world has changed significantly in terms of how business is being done, how relationships are operating. I know we just talked about long-term distance relationships. And quite frankly, I think a lot of people through social distancing, uh, that's really going to be, I, I think, a lot bigger deal of dating longer term or outside of mm-hmm. uh traditional dating what it looks like so I guess just having a mindset of being flexible that the world's not going to always reflect how you think it should be and for those of you who have vision boards I would recommend adding some sort of a evolution or adaption or change type thing to it just because it's here I mean the world is changing Mm -hmm. every day and right now with given what's going on it's either it's further escalating the, the the speed and magnitude of change occurring, you know, whether that's in the business world, relationships, even going to church, those, everything's changing of how we're doing things. And it's on us to be able to adapt, to learn the new skills, to be able to be thinking modernly of, of how we're connecting with people or how we're dating and keeping a relationship strong. So that would be my mm-hmm. tidbit of, Let's keep adapting. Let's keep evolving because at the end of the day, as Darwin would say, only the strong are going to survive. Or in other words, most of us Mm -hmm. are always going to survive, but we can say only the strong will thrive. So let's thrive here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just talking with someone who said um, everything with, uh, COVID-19 has like just like Justin was saying drastically changed everything we know or the ways of doing things and you know this will have an end date like long distance relationships Um, but when it you know kind of 
ends, the repercussions, many of them are still going to be with us. And a lot of that is out of our control. But I think on a hopeful, positive note on that is everyone can kind of decide, um, you know, the the time that they spent uh, reflecting during this time, the time that they had, you know, time to more so be still, be quiet, um, you know, the changes they made in their own lives and in their relationships that were in their control, you know, how many things do we as people want to take with us um, into the next season of life? We And um, that's going to be different for everybody. And I just think that's a cool opportunity to know that, okay, I, I learned some things here. I found some things that work for myself and my lifestyle. And what do we want to take with us? Well said. Um, all right. I want to quick share a quick funny story. It happened to me and Bridget this week. Uh, I'd be aware, you know, Bridget and I, as talk about change and evolution, most of our dates in person have been walks, given that we can't really go to restaurants yet or anything like that. So uh, walks have been the uh, dates and we've been trying to you know, make them obviously as fun as possible, uh, which they have been. But so I would give a word of caution that if you're sitting on a park bench and there is like a, um, you know, some parks and benches, when people pass away or they're trying to raise money, they'll be able to say like donated by and like, like the John Doe family or something like that. So we were talking and Bridget um, had her hand unknowingly like on the metal sign that had it. And we were kind of in a serious conversation and her hand was there long enough to where the letters from that sign, you know, appeared on her skin. And it just so happened perfectly that on her palm of her hand, the letters perfectly reflected the word Doug. It was donate, but the way that the letters came off on her hand, it said Doug. And going back to your comment, Bridget, about being slow to judge, I don't know how well I did. I always said, well, who's Doug? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, look at your hand. It has, you have like a tattoo of the name Doug on your hand. And obviously that was a fun inside joke laugh there. So be very cautious about putting your hand on a sign that has uh, people's names on it. Because if you're talking with your significant other, they might think that you're got a tattoo of someone's name of, of that's not you. good uh good good communication piece for sure and i also learned i'm not sure you know bridget maybe this is something we a conversation we should have had earlier that on our way back from the park we came across three young baby deer and bridget looked at me and said can we adopt one which i i'm not sure if if i if i'm ready to have deer yet I mean, you didn't really give like a concrete answer either way. So I'm still going to think that, it, that, that it's hopeful that that, that that could be a possibility one day. Oh, yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm just picturing uh, that one we'll, we'll continue to discuss. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll continue to discuss it. Um, where Justin lives, he has a lot of uh, wildlife. And so these deer, it's a deer family, according to Justin, and they're very domesticated so we were like 10 feet yes we were very close to them so they were very adorable up close and i would recommend to anyone listening to consider adopting a deer yeah good stuff 
Um, all right. Well, Justin, is there anything else uh, you wanted to add? Uh, no, I think we're ready to hear Bob's email. All right. Let's dig into it. Okay, so we had one listener email today, um, and Bob writes to us and says, Sandra and I are engaged, and we are both excited for marriage and for creating our new life together. Sandra has gotten pretty caught up in the wedding planning, and at first, I tried to be sympathetic as I believe most girls are into Pinterest and all that stuff. That is true. However, with everything related to COVID-19, our wedding is scheduled for June, and we are unsure if our reception will have to be postponed or not. This is obviously quite stressful for both of us, but Sandra seems to be much more upset saying things like, why would we even bother getting married in June if no one can be there to celebrate with us anyways? I want to be compassionate and understanding um, while also lovingly reminding her that while this is all stressful, us getting married is the most important thing, regardless of if we can have a celebration in person or not. Are there any comments you both have to share? Um, Well, thanks for writing to us, Bob. Um, I can attest that Sandra enjoying wedding planning and getting into Pinterest is all incredibly normal, at least from my standpoint. Um, I love the point of, honestly, Bob, I think that you're right on track as far as wanting to be understanding and compassionate and lovingly remind Sandra your words um, that while this is certainly stressful, that the two of you getting married is of utmost importance. And I think that in relationships, um, it's important for us to always be supporting and encouraging and challenging our significant other in positive ways. Cause I think that, you know, we're all people and we all sometimes have tunnel vision and, um, you know, can only see one thing. And, um, I love Bob that you're able to understand with Sandra that this is really upsetting and really hard that due to COVID-19, so many of your wedding plans, um, might have to be postponed. Um, and I think that Sandra's comment on, you know, why would we even bother getting married in June if no one can be there? I can see how that could be really hurtful to hear. So I would encourage you, Bob, um, to just check in with Sandra and see if there are any ways um, that you can support her and just encourage her that um, you're so excited to get married and spend time with her. And I think that kind of um, you reminding her of that lovingly, as you said, will um, really encourage her and really allow her to know that it's okay to grieve um, that, you know, the wedding is getting postponed and understanding that that's really stressful, but bringing her back to, okay, but why are we doing this? Um, why are we in love and wanting to have our lives joined together? So that's what I would say. I, I like it, Bridget. And uh, I mean, you obviously deal with this a lot more than I do with marriage and families, but I mean, what comes to mind is, you know, talking about I understand many people have an idea of maybe what their wedding should look like. And this is obviously an unfortunate scenario where the world is pretty much telling us, well, you know, whatever thoughts maybe you had in your mind, who cares that the world is what it is, you know, with social distancing right now that maybe there's an opportunity in the future, like, okay, maybe the reception isn't as big as you wanted, but, maybe you could celebrate big by your one year anniversary or, or something like that, that finding creative ways to celebrate or get people together once it is more normal to do so, you know, could be an option. I know it's not plan a, but I guess at the end of the day, the, I guess the world uh, is going to reveal its own plan to us and can unfortunately override how we think things should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said, as Justin said earlier, earlier with 
evolution and change, um, how can we thrive during this time? And given these new circumstances, what can we control? And I know it's, it's easier to say rather than to do, because especially for a big monumental event like this, like I was talking to Bridget the other day is, unfortunately, how many people dreamed of walking down a wedding aisle with everyone wearing a mask? Uh, people would say, well, I'm not getting married on Halloween. Um, but um, it's a reality, but let's try and make the, the most of it. With At least we're still alive. <laughs> yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Definitely not ideal and definitely easier said than done. Um, but good encouragement there, Justin. All right. So did you have any um, recommendations for our listeners this week? Well, you saying I did have a book, but now I'm just going to say a movie. Uh, I'll save the book for next week. That when you sing good encouragement, Justin, I would encourage dating couples <laughs> and uh, married couples to watch the movie oh, Couple, Couples Retreat with uh, Vince Vaughn. I, I, I think it's hilarious. And the word en- encouragement is used heavily throughout the, the movie. So it's a good lighthearted laugh. And I think many couples could benefit from it. I echo that. It was a great bonding activity. And I that is definitely not the type of movie that I'm always interested in, but I we shared some laughs and it's a good one. Definitely watch it. Um, my recommendation is a book that I just listened to as an audiobook called Love Does, and it's by Bob Goff. Um, I think it's just a fun read. Um, it's the author kind of goes through his life and just how he has used love as an action in his own life and has um, seen love being used as an action in his life. So um, just a fun read and just an encouragement um, that whole kindness and love piece we kind of talked about throughout this relationship. And I thought it's a good one to consider um, in your relationship because sometimes, you know, things can happen and it can be difficult um, to show love's love to the ones we do. So um, I thought it was a, a lighthearted read. Well said, Bridget. All right. Well, thank you. Well, thanks for joining us again. Um, As always, if you have any um, comments or questions or want to make a comment, uh, you can always reach Justin and I at couplesdevelop at gmail.com. And we look forward to having you all with us again next week. And if you're ever looking for an honorary temporary judge, I can fulfill it. I can be more than happy to be the mediator between two people. (laughs) Yes, also reach us at couplesdevelop at gmail.com if you want Justin to be your relationship mediator. All right. Uh, (laughs) Well, party A, please say what they want. Party B, please stay quiet until further notice. Yeah, he'd be a good one. I can attest to that. All righty. Well, thank you all so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take care, everybody.